0: everybody welcome to the happy hour open mic sorry for the delay uh we'd like to welcome your host uh serene we're a sakura
1: we're sacra i'll take it hello welcome to the mutiny open mic six to eight afterwards we got a showcase uh booked by pam benjamin pam benjamin is the owner of mutiny radio and uh tonight she booked uh an outed rapist uh keith de And uh, that's kind of fucked up, you know what I mean? Like this is someone who, a story had come out from this individual Ruby Gill who basically said, I was raped by Keith D'Souza, another comedian. And uh, someone politely and professionally messaged uh, Pam Benjamin saying that, you know, I don't think that you should have this individual on this show and she called it heresy. This is the issue with this movement, is people denying that people who come forward are telling the truth. If people don't believe the people who come forward, then this is just adding to the problem. Is that crazy to say? Like, you have to believe these people. And it's, what's also fucked up is Ruby Gill's like a woman of color. And there's been study after study that shows that black women, for example, women of color are under uh, treated from doctors and white women. Like, this is just one of many stories. Cause this is the chain effect that ends up happening is I have fellow comedians that have unfortunately been raped and they didn't come out for years or still haven't because they're afraid of people second guessing them, let alone a fellow female comedian second guessing them. You know,
2: Am yeah. I not supposed to be friends with somebody that I've been friends with for seven years? Is Someone, that what I'm supposed to do? If someone's a friend to... and they do something fucked up, they still did that fucked up thing. I, I think that this is an issue with alcohol and not necessarily... And, and I don't think it's something that we should be dragging everybody's private everything through the med. This I, just, is... I just think that everyone talking about it isn't helping. You don't fucking know, you. Alright, this is... <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is, uh, this is,
1: uh, exciting. It's, it would be, okay, Pam, it would be one thing if this was an isolated incident. He, he, she had come forward and said that, and that was a very brave thing to do, put her own name out there and with this individual's name out there, and two other people have come forward saying that they have been raped to Matt Gubser and eight other accounts of sexual violation.
2: And but there have been. Then people should go to the police and not do this like Trump-style tweeting about on the internet. I think that if it needs to be brought to light, that I don't think that the court of public opinion is a good place for it, and I'd rather not have mutiny radio's airtime being used for this because I don't think it's any of our business. Actually, but it is our business. I, I, You're part
1: of this community, Pam. and I
2: just don't think that I don't think it's I don't think that it's part of anybody's business, and that it just keeps. I,
1: I, I mean, I don't, Pam, I Pam, you have the- a responsibility because whether you want to or not, you end up being an influence in the sense that mutiny is a place where a lot of people go to open mic for the first time. How many people open mic here for the first time? Because I know I fucking did. You did? You did? This is an example you're setting to people where it's like, oh, you can do something fucked up and get away with it. Because I mean, if I, if, if I knew I that, that I was a, if I was a, hold out. on. I think if that I was an liable. She printed liable. And I knew If I was an artist and I knew that this had happened and, sorry, if I was a rapist and I did that and I knew that it wouldn't affect my career, then fucking who cares? Then, then.
2: Yeah, I'd really rather not have this be, it's, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable
1: with it. I feel like this is extremely important because this show is happening right after this mic. You're all part of this community by being here, period. I would like for you guys to not support this. For you guys to either walk or to voice your opinion in saying that this is fucked up and it shouldn't happen. He should not be getting booked.
2: I, I, he's a friend of mine. He's always been a friend of mine. Uh, I've talked to him about it at multiple at length, and I, I just. I don't I don't believe in blackballing and I don't believe in libel or slander and I think that continuing this conversation burgeons into the realm of slander because it is being spoken and um I have people like they people need to go to the police if it's real and take care of it and not use the court of public opinion to hang somebody and to demonize and vilify them. I think that everyone's a victim in this situation and I, I it's not that I don't believe what happened but I've been blackout drunk and I've had been in situations and I think that alcohol is the issue that we should be discussing and not and and the court of public opinion and it's become something else than what's going on or what I mean I just say like it's none of, it's none of my business and I'd just rather get on with the funny stuff if we could but if you're if you're super angry and you don't want to I mean I don't I feel now I feel like my name is being drugged through the mud because of whom I because I'm friends with the person. I he's my friend. I'm sorry, he's my
1: friend. This is the thing though, is like a friend can still do something awful and by you giving them time you're basically supporting their decisions by extension. You're basically saying there is no repercussions for what they do. But then there should be
2: repercussions for someone who doesn't go to the police and puts it in the court of public opinion and it <laughs> slanders everybody's name and it changes. Can I
3: just say something, we have like 20 and an hour and a half left. Yeah. Can
1: we yeah. We yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> this okay, I want to bring up a comedian if uh, she does feel inclined. Uh, I want to bring up the lovely
4: Nicole Calasich. Give it up for her for Serenity, everybody. Um, it's amazing. It's really cool to be at an open mic and watch comedians like uh, get upset at someone speaking, literally speaking truth to power, the very reason that most people get into comedy. I find that incredibly hilarious. Um, I'm also, um, just so you know who, who I am, and not to like, I didn't want to have to like flex at all, but I guess it might be relevant. So my name's Nicole. I'm a featured comedian in San Francisco uh, every club here. I run multiple shows here, and now I also do in New York and Los Angeles. I do pay attention to who aligns themselves with rapists. I do, as a producer especially, I think there are very few gatekeeping abilities in the community, and I absolutely am paying attention to who is and is not working with people like Keith D'Souza. I will also say that I am grateful to mutiny. Mutiny has given me stage time in the past and I've even done ads for mutiny in the past and I do see and value that but Pam when someone comes straight to your face gives you a first-hand account and you devalue that reduce it to hearsay as a non-legal expert as well <laughs> it's unbelievable it's beyond a betrayal as a comedian it's a betrayal as a human being it's ridiculous. It's so reductive of you to do that. It is inexcusable, dude. And, and I don't understand, like you're, you're here saying that he's your friend. I thought of him as a friend. Dude, I recommended Keith as a fun guy to party with that you can feel safe around. I said that to women for years, not knowing this was going on. And one chick comes out and she's fairly new to the scene. She comes out with her story It's the fucking truth, and shortly after she comes out, seven other women do. Surprise for fucking prize. How many times have you, especially as a woman in this room, seen something like that happen? Oh, this dude's a bad egg, had bad sex with him. That seems to be the popular terminology with older women. Bad sex is just how your moms and grandmas referred to rape for a really long time. And it usually takes someone courageous enough to come forward and name names. I mean, we always hold women, their feet to the fire to come out and do more. What more can a person do? And Pam, you're saying go to the fucking court of law? That is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. In our own backyard, Brock Turner had two witnesses. Two witnesses saw him groping an unconscious drunk woman behind a dumpster, and it didn't get called rape formally. He got six months, so with two witnesses, that's what a woman can expect to receive in terms of legal support and justice if she uses the legal system. But you're willing to look a woman in the eye who's telling you the goddamn truth. Other women who've been vetted by comedians, frankly, far more trusted and respected than you, Pam. I don't know what conclusion I'm supposed to draw It seems to me like you are so fucking unfunny that you have to position yourself as a villain just to get attention. Pam, I've spoken to my producers, you're formally banned from any show that I run. I won't be coming back here lest you change your decision within an hour, which it seems like you have no desire to. You don't even have a desire to hear anybody else on it. And I do want to be clear that in terms of this issue, it's always available to rehabilitate. It's always come up for men and the men choose not to. They choose to posture as if they're victims. Even the, the survivor in this particular scenario offered an opportunity for him to rehabilitate and do something to rectify the matter, and he didn't take it.
5: Uh, I just want to get on the mic for a second here. Um, I'm a DJ here at Mutiny Radio, and I host the Women's Magazine show, so certainly um, I talked to a woman today about the fact that homeless women are 106 times more likely to be victims of sexual assault, and so it's it's an issue that's very, very deep uh, for me, Um, and I just wanted to try to see if we could... Uh, recognize a couple things. One, that Mutiny Radio, it is a free speech zone, um, but we do not want to be slanderous. Um, We I do not know the parties what, what involved. Is slanderous in and slander, slander. The definition of slander is that you are saying, you are publicly accusing someone of doing something that you don't have the legal or personal knowledge of them actually doing. I and literally
4: so, just stated the personal knowledge and the personal but, knowledge exists in. But the
5: here, here's online. the thing: if 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 if, some, if if a person came in and said something that happened to her, that is what she is saying about someone, and now it has taken it to a different degree where now other people are talking about what. What happened, so now it is. I it also
4: had direct it, conversations I,
5: with I, I, that woman. I believe you, and I trust you, and I and I probably. So you are saying that you believe this woman is What I'm saying is that if you could be respectful of this this platform, I am respectful. This
4: is a fucking open mic. I know, but what stage. I'm saying is,
5: if you could be please respectful of the platform where we don't want uh, to be in a position where we are like then. Uh, being scrutinized for slanderous you things that are be being You okay. absolutely but should you, be
4: scrutinized. You absolutely should be
5: scrutinized. I think you're also, you know, th- all these people have come here for a comedy you know, show. I get
4: that you're uncomfortable, and I promise you, I run funnier shows in this room where I don't yeah. talk about politics all the time. That guy runs funnier rooms in the city where I don't talk about politics all the time. If you guys stay yeah. here... I mean, I talk I about politics it, all the time. I, I don't get... have
5: comedy on my show. I just want to let everybody know that they should feel welcome here. I'm not trying to defend should anybody's feel welcome. actions. You but just I'm. You asking get
4: raped by Keith D'Souza from I, 8
5: to 10 p.m.? I don't even know who that is. So that's why I'm not going to say anything about just, him because if, if I did, woman, that's considered just, slander. You might get
4: raped. Just so you know, public information, well, public knowledge it's not a confirmation well, it's not a certainty right. but you might get raped and probably definitely if pam's well, serving I, the i drink. also want
5: to support um, the fact that we try to have shows here for people to come and and, sp- and express their voices and while and, you're saying that there are speak.
4: amazing resources like courting which does have resources for rape survivors but also has lists and calendars of every other bay area show that you can attend where people don't have to do this because the grand consensus in the comedy community of anyone with any sort of upward mobility whatsoever and any kind of connection whatsoever is that yes this dude raped one woman who came out with her name, and harmed seven other women. And everyone's running wonderful shows where someone doesn't have to fucking show up and do this. And I want to be clear that yes, because I'm sorry to be a braggy bitch about it, but like, yes, because I am far more established than Sereni, who's the gutsiest person in the fucking room to do this, I don't have to be here. And the people who will be here later don't have to be here. It is incredibly generous, but the fact is, most of the time, women clam up about this shit, and they don't stand up for each other. So this is what it looks like, Pam. I have no idea who did or didn't stand up for you in the past, but it's evident that you have not seen this happen a lot before. I hope you'll change your mind. I hope you'll come around, but I fucking doubt it.
2: Well, the thing is that I don't like Th- the threatening that everyone's been doing is like... The threatening? Yeah, threatening me. No no one's ever going to come here again, and that you—that I'm oh, never going to be Oh, I should also say, and, um,
4: Chad wanted me to say, Chad Ope, it's a really funny comedian. He wanted me to say on his behalf that he will no longer attend a mutiny show as long as Keith the is booked here. Or perform on one. You're losing the best comedians in town. And now it's on record, what you're choosing to do. I
2: still... That's that's all we came to by do. My, I'm sticking by my guns. I think this
4: is an alcohol issue. And yeah, alcoholics I, rape. You dummy. I I think I'ma move on. And give it up for your next comedian coming to this stage, the very funny Valerie Vernelli
0: Um I just came because it's like uh Pam, here's the thing. I love you because you support the fuck out of us, and there's a conflict here because I care about you, I do care about Mutiny, but you booked Keith, and it, like, really bothers me that you did that, and I can't just send you a Facebook message or a text, and I just have to tell you to your face, and, um, for, if you see Keith, just let him know that he should stop trying to get booked on shows, because it the, the audacity and the obnoxiousness of it pisses me the fuck off that he goes on shows and he not only jokes about what happened to Ruby who's been booked here before it's like it's like what the like I don't understand what the fuck's going on in people's heads with that and not only that comics cheering him on for it and it's like I get that he's not like there's no court case or whatever whatever the fuck's happening or that you want to be like oh he's uh you know not guilty till proven it like innocent or whatever the fuck it's like you just, just, you don't want to be the fucking woman who puts up a guy who may have raped a woman and has sexually assaulted eight other women when there's women in this room who have had that happen to them. Like, there's got to be aware with all of it, and you're over 40, and there's just no excuse. We're adults now. This is an adult fucking thing, and that's my issue. So I can't support mutiny anymore. I wish y'all the fucking best, but it's like... This, this is this is a level of bullshit that I can't keep dealing with. I know too much too many fucking women who've been raped by comics who are bigger than Keith, funnier than Keith, all of this, and they keep getting passed along. And some of you in here are gonna inherit the fucking scene when we all leave, and you have to like know what to do with this fucking bullshit lowest level of comedy. So that like when you go up and you have to like actually deal with money and people with power. Like you say something, so that's why I'm here, and I'm not going to do your show, and that's it. You know, like and and thanks for giving us a platform to say it and not turning off the mic. You know, I thank you for that, but um, I can't I can't deal with the bullshit. So that's that's my piece, and uh, I don't know who needs to go up next to say something, but yeah, that's it.
1: I don't know i feel like i've i've said and i they've talked as well and, and honestly thank you pam because this has been this stage has been very helpful for me growing as a comedian and that's priceless offering stage time for people but oh, sorry, could you read this? oh yeah uh this is from january yeah. oh boy okay uh pam benjamin uh, facebook post jan january 29th uh, quotes: All comics love rape. End quote. A comic joked off stage last night. I was not threatened, but remained silent. What would have? What would you have said?
4: Is there anything you want to comment about that? Oh, just like, I mean, the audacity to like bring this up in the past, like you care about the issue or stand for it or are disgusted by it, and then booking a rapist just because they're like your friend six months later. Is just, is beyond irony. It just makes it seem more and more but like all you want is But that everybody keeps attention. calling him.
2: him a rapist, I think, is unfair and slanderous because we don't know what happened. None of us were there. Nobody knows. And it's not that I'm victim-blaming or... Pam, as a matter of fact, some people or, were there. I, I just, I just, I mean, I guess my hands are tied, and I have to say I can't let him perform tonight. And I really want to let him perform because he's my friend. But if, I mean, if I have to back down because everyone's bullied me into a corner. Nobody's bullying now I feel you into bullied. a corner, Pam.
0: You're, you're, the, don't do this bullshit. Don't do this bullshit of, of people bullying you into a corner. OK, like the, 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 uh, the thing is, is all you have to do as a person who books and as a person who has some sort of power in the scene is you just say, until we find out that he's not a rapist, we're not going to book him. You can do that, too. Because otherwise, you just keep the space unsafe. And you can always walk that back. If, if, if you find out that it's all bullshit, it was all just some ruse, just eight fucking women just want to be seen as being raped and assaulted by the glorious Keith D'Souza, you know what I mean? Like, like if that's, if that's the case, and you can walk it back and say, OK, fine, he's allowed and they're all banned. You can do that as well. So stop acting like you're being bullied into anything. You can still put Keith on your fucking show, but we're holding our fucking ground and not supporting it. That's it. You just made the mistake like I've been on a show where where they booked him without even telling me, and you did the same thing and you know that if you would have told me, we wouldn't have shown up I, I, di- I didn't know that i I didn't know that. but you should think about it and you put the poster up and that's that's the only reason why we were able to even able to say something about it or think about saying something about it. Like that's it. And is one of the places like Brainwash where a lot of newer comics come and like you don't want to blur these fucking lines this early for people like Devorah, or people like John who like are new and are gonna like have to figure this stuff out later on. Like you have to be an authority figure. Even if you even if this is comedy and it's like you wanna be as childish as possible, it's like at some point adult shit's happening to adults. And you don't want to be an accomplice to it, that's it. Just have the wherewithal of it. If you want to put Keith up on at eight o'clock tonight, fine. But I'm not gonna be here for it. That's it. It's not bullying. It's not bullying a bunch of women, female comics, telling you that, that you doing this makes us feel some kind of way. So stop saying we're attacking you. That's not what's happening.
2: Well, you can listen to the podcast later and see. <laughs> listen to it from my perspective, but it's cool. I just won't put up Keith D because everyone's bullied me and I won't put him up because you can keep it's the my- narrative,
0: Pam, and, and everybody can hear this narrative. Like you can keep that narrative, but we're not playing the game anymore. Like that's not right.
2: And the game is no one books Keith D. I get it. L- message loud and
0: clear. No one books Keith D unless he actually makes an effort to go to get some kind of help and makes amends with Ruby and those other women publicly. That's it. None I didn't of that's know, happened. I didn't get he the got memo. a DUI I after the shit it. happened. That's what the fuck happened. They go, oh, he's got a fucking alcohol problem. Every time he drinks alcohol, he sexually assaults a woman. And you're going, it's just an alcohol problem. That's fucking nuts. That's fucking nuts. And then he goes and gets a DUI and can do what? Like just hang out. Like, like you guys have to get it through your fucking head. This is not cool. I'm a fuck up. Like, why am I having this fucking opinion? Like, you know, like well, that's it. You're not, I don't think you're a bad person. Like, you've supported the fuck out of us. That's why this is hard. Nobody wants to tell you a person that we enjoy, like, we we like. Nobody wants to do this. But we give a fuck about you, Pam. That's why we're here, telling you, to your face, instead of doing some bullshit Facebook post or some bullshit Instagram post. And I want you to get that through your head. Do you understand that? Nobody books Keith D. I get it. Do you understand that we care enough to come tell you to your face? Uh, That was
2: nice, except that we've wasted all these nice people's time for 37
0: minutes now. god fucking forbid, Pam, that Mutiny doesn't have all the fucking new comics coming up doing four minutes uh, for a crowd of just comics. God for fucking bid, Pam, you know? (laughs) And this is why it's hard to deal with you.
2: How am I supposed to react? Am I supposed to cry? Am I supposed to apologize to everybody? No, you're supposed to take
0: it the fuck in like a goddamn adult and then make decisions based on that and then going forward know what the fuck you're doing. I I, I don't give a fuck that you got into a car accident. Maybe you got crazy after that. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about that. I'm just saying you're an adult and you know things and you have a fucking master's degree in English. You're not an idiot, but you act like one sometimes. And this is one of those examples of you acting like one and it's annoying. Because it's like you want to recommend people to come here because you do give time. Because you do give a fuck about giving newer comics all this time and feedback and everything. But what the fuck? And you're still trying to fight me
2: on it. Like, what the fuck? Like, am I wrong or something? I just, my issue with this is that I just don't like people being accused in the court of public opinion. And I think that, I mean, I feel like if it should... I just don't want. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I won't have him on the show tonight because okay. obviously there's too many repercussions for me and the situation here. I mean, I, I, but in my gut says like, hold on, like, cause he's my friend. Am I not supposed to be friends? Yeah, with we, him he, we. He was our friend too, and he fucked up, and so
0: we have to reevaluate it. But this was enough time from when the stuff came out, Medium.com, to now to stand your fucking ground. I was back and forth with it too. Because I'm friends with both of them. Like, yeah, but you got to make a decision of what's right and what's wrong. Milk Bar fucking banned him where all his actual other friends are too. Milk Bar. I didn't know that. Yes, Milk Bar banned him and doubled down on telling them if you bring him there, you can't go. Like, that's it.
2: You can't be the last one to know in a fucking scene where you run one of the places. I I didn't realize that that there was some ban on him for life. I was not aware of that i didn't get the memo and okay well that's what it is so we're involved in other conversations
0: maybe you're not privy to but now you are so like i said if you want to have keith on your show have him on your show i don't really give a fuck i'm just not going to be here for it and that's it and i'm leaving
1: (laughs) yeah Again, to reiterate what she's saying, like, we care about you, Pam. Like, I genuinely, like, last fucking week, you gave me a 15-minute set randomly. Like, that has helped me grow so much. And we want you to win, but we want, I think, more than anything for a space to be safe. Because it's fucking hard out here.
2: Well, I'm gonna just so everybody can clap, I'm gonna text him right now and say, sorry, Keith, I can't have you on the show. Is everyone happy? But we didn't bully. Is every you. I feel incredibly bullied. Well, I feel like I was backed into a corner and everybody threatened me and everyone just you just threatened me on the radio. We will no longer be in your establishment. We will no longer support anything you do if you book him. I mean, I am taking him off the show because I have been I mean, everyone's triggered now. I'm fucking triggered. But can we make the show funny now? I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to tell him no,
1: you know? Okay? Can we all move on and be funny? I I want, I mean, in an ideal scenario, you are reflecting and, and, and deciding what is the right thing, honestly. And um, again, we like you, and we, we want this to be a safe space, all right? And uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Thank you.
6: So I guess I'm your host tonight, didn't expect that. Um, So big news, I'll be taking over the mic on Thursdays. Um, It'll be running from 8 to 10. We're still trying to come up with a name. Um, And I'm still working on my bit that I was going to use to introduce myself as a host. So y'all ain't getting shit right now, but some comedy. Um, First person on the list is my man. He's very funny. I've seen him a lot of times. He's been cracking me up every single time. John Gab, everybody.
3: I feel like I just watched an episode of Black Mirror. Oh my God. Like what are my, I don't even remember my jokes. Fuck man. Thank you guys for like sitting through this. Is the person you guys came for even here? Yes. Oh, who was it? It was for Matt, for who? You? You guys just keep fucking, everyone's pointing down. Oh, okay, we're here for you. Fuck! Like everyone points to you, you point out the door. Oh my god! Fucking, he left too. Oh my god. Jesus Christ! Well, yeah. Thank you guys for. It's uh, typically not like this. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god! I guess I'll tell a story. Fuck! I had some shit I wanted to work on. Now I'm all fucked up. Oh man! I yeah. I like my joke was like real fucking bullshit, and it's like real heavy in here. It's like. Fucking some Mississippi molasses, fucking up in this place. Um, Pam, I just want to say I do love you. I'm sorry that was intense, uh, and that was uh, I've never seen anything like that in the, like the comedy scene. So, I mean, dude probably shouldn't be booked, but I that maybe wasn't the most efficient way to handle it. Storm the gates, uh, but. We're here. Thank you for still, uh, keeping the show going. Um, so fuck. Yeah, I guess I'll go on with my shitty fucking joke. Oh my God. Uh, shit. You guys, I did, a fuck. This is like not going to go well at all now. Uh, I did a, a show, a comedy show at a strip club not too long ago. Jesus yeah yeah this joke this joke this is my newest this is my newest joke and i gotta work on the new stuff you guys that's what mutiny radio is for is working on the new stuff and we're we're going on a fucked up ride so it's a slightly different ride but it's a ride uh so uh yeah uh, he's he's getting to his seat. We're we we'll, we'll, we'll working on it. All right. So uh, I did a I did a comedy show at a strip club, and uh, uh, the the room that we would do comedy is an upstairs room. So it's not the actual establishment of uh, the venue, right? So uh, the week that I happened to go there, I only did one show. No, let's figure this out. This is a team effort. The teamwork makes the dream work. Oh, you're good. You're good. Do it. Math. What's the, what's the equation? Um, no, it's good. I was fucking with you. Don't tell me. Get the fuck back in the back room. Yeah. Get back there. Capital. <laughs> uh, he was like actually going to tell me what the fucking equation was. Oh uh, shit. Oh my God. Where is this fucked up joke going? All right. So yeah, it's comedy show at a fucking strip club. I'm doing it. Uh, now That particular night that I happened to do the show there, they had the downstairs, the actual venue, booked out with a famous porn star by the name of Holly Hendrix. Now, some of you guys may know, you look like you might be familiar with her work. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of gangbang stuff, I think. Um, so she was doing a show downstairs. And uh, so before the show started, they they let us know that this was happening. And the host of the show was like, hey, you know, you you should think about wandering downstairs because this is like, a very famous person. Now, I don't frequent strip clubs very often, which I know my like appearance doesn't match up with that, but uh, I, I don't go to, I can't afford to even if I wanted to. But, uh, so I go wandering downstairs and I sit near the back and this woman is already doing, like, naked, like, backward somersaults. So, like, already we're off to, like, a great start. And, uh, her first move as, uh, after I've sat down is she starts taking the $1 bills off the ground and shoving them into her own asshole. Yes, follow me here, you guys. We're going, we're going on this journey together. Uh... So she puts all these, she goes about 12 ones into her ass, right? As you do. And uh, she then starts handing them out to the front row patrons of this establishment. Now, I'm a super big germaphobe, so it's fucking me up. Like I'm I'm having a really hard time with this, you know? But like the guys that are getting it are acting like they just got fucking handed like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Like they're you know, they're like smelling it, putting one guy put it in a shirt pocket. Like, I it's fucked up. So like uh She pulls him out, she's handing him until the very last one. She's got to really like dig in to get it, and it's all like wet now. You know, it's like the worst ATM machine of all time. It's like they all went in nice and fresh and crisp, and they came out like fucking Slimer from Ghostbusters got a hold of it. So this last one, she doesn't hand it to the gentleman, she fucking throws it at him. And it splats off his shirt, and he's not happy. Like, I see the look on his face, but I'm stoked, because like I I decided to sit outside the splash zone. It's like a fucking Gallagher show. There's a callback. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I thought that was going to be the craziest part of the show, right? Fucking wrong. Because this woman then gets on her hands and knees and starts shoving singles into her mouth. Yeah. She starts putting like, she gets like $15, $20 worth of singles into her mouth. And like, I'm having fucking so much anxiety about this. Cause like the, the guys sitting in the front row were like thinking about like, oh, it's like $15 worth of my dick or something. And I'm just like having sympathy gag reflexes, thinking about the dirtiest paper on the planet being in my mouth. So like, I'm having a hard time, the other guys are having the time of their fucking life. So then she spits out the pot into like a fucking pile, like a mama bird feeding her babies. Oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. Don't worry, getting to the good part. So then again, I thought that was a coup de grace. That's a fucking, that's weird showstopper, right? Wrong again, because this woman then lays on her back and incites the front row, much like you here, to uh flanked by two two beautiful boys uh she incites them to start shoving money inside of her vagina now i don't know about you guys here you guys don't look like a very uh like strip club type crowd uh i don't frequent a lot of strip clubs but i assume the rule of thumb is like don't touch the fucking dancers right like don't touch them so the security guard's are on high alert, and the dudes are real timid about it, you know? But this woman's putting on, like, an interactive, like, all-hands-on-deck type of show. So she gets—she insights them. She's like, no, come on, come on. So they're all timid until one fucking savage comes up with a fucking handful and just starts shoving this woman, this poor girl, full of money. And they get probably, like, $35, $40 into this poor woman. And so I I don't know what's going on anymore. Like I want to stop the fucking show because I have a lot of questions. You know, like what happens if uh, what happens if you get a cut? You know what I mean? Like there's so many like things. So she she starts uh, taking them out, and she realizes at a certain point there's a couple that got so far up she can't pull them out anymore. Like. First of all, what's the like workman's comp situation when you get money stuck inside of yourself at your job? Like who pays your hospital deductible? Like I have a lot of questions about this. So like she goes, well, I think the show's gonna end because that's a fucking problem for me. If I had money stuck inside of myself that I couldn't get, fucking show's over, I'm leaving, I'm going home. But like this woman is a professional. So she keeps going. And she magically summons, while naked, a pair of Giants tickets from her vagina. And like, uh, then became a, you know, I'm giving away Giants tickets. which like, to this day, I've never seen anything like that. That's the funniest thing I've seen in comedy, and it wasn't even a comedy show. You know, so I laughed, I cried, I think I might have come. On that fun note... I'm going to end this joke. Thank you guys for bearing with me on that. I know that was uh, probably not what you guys wanted to hear after that, like, rape joke, me talking about a woman putting money inside of herself. But, uh, I mean, I'm assuming she did it consensually because she had a contract written up and everything. So, uh, on that really fun note, I'm going to give it back to your host. (laughs)
6: That story gets better every time I hear it. I love it. All right, so your next guest bought a whole bunch of people. So he's got a lot of confidence in himself. So I got confidence in him, too. Everybody, welcome your next guest, <laughs> yeah. Mikhail. Hey,
7: thanks. Nice. Nice. All right, I got to skip the queue, because I brought my entire family. It reminds me a lot of my accomplishments in life. They are all moderated by nepotism. I don't know if moderated is the right word. Uh, modulated? No. They're all mediated by nepo- nepotism. That's the word I want. Okay, come on. I swear I've done this before. Nevertheless is a word. Uh, never the more is not a word. Never more is a word, but nevertheless is not a word. Nevertheless... <laughs> Awkward is an awkward word. Unusual has an unusual amount of use in it. Weird is normal in San Francisco, but it's still spelled weirdly, and uh, nobody wants to have sex with me. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm just kidding. My super hot girlfriend, who definitely exists, uh, she... She got really upset with me when I started shaving my head, and she said, Mikhail, would you still be with me if I shaved my head, right? And it's like, of course I said, of course, (laughs) because even though I am superficial, I'm also dishonest. Honesty is honestly overrated, if I'm gonna be honest. Like, for instance, if you're a really dishonest person, you could still be president. (laughs) Just last week, Tucker Carlson of the preeminent Fox News, you might be aware of him, he said that America has always been a tolerant society. I know. But before we object and say, what about the enslavement of black people? What about the genocide of brown people? Let's just recall that we did tolerate those things. (laughs) So my politics, I'm pretty far left. People say I'm pro-Bernie, that doesn't go far enough. I am an atheist who views Bernie Sanders as the first coming of Christ. Um, (laughs) But I'm not one of those crazy people, you know those Bernie bros who say things like, Hillary Clinton stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders. That's fucking stupid, and I'm done with it. Hillary Clinton didn't steal the nomination from Bernie Sanders. She bought it. (laughs) Um, So I I say I'm an atheist, but um, I guess I just find it really hard to believe in a being that's always watching, always judging a being that is at once very powerful, yet curiously insecure. But not believing in the NSA is not going to make it go away. So I like to joke about the NSA, because that way I know someone's paying attention. Uh, I joke about uh, being an atheist. It's not so much that I don't believe in God. It's just that I believe I could do better. Uh, They say for God, nothing's impossible. But with me, I do nothing basically every day. It's not even hard for me, really. Uh, same thing with Jesus, too. Like, Jesus is most famous for this thing called the Golden Rule. Does anybody know what the Golden Rule is? I'll just say it. It's like, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Something like this. Um, but I can improve it. How's about uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, unless you're a masochist? <laughs> So my fear of failure is getting really bad. Like, I just avoid opportunities of making errors. So like, for instance, for the rest of my life, I'm done with omelets. It's scrambled eggs from here on out. I also have a fear of commitment, too. Like, I have no tattoos although that could be my fear of needles. (laughs) Like for instance, my doctor and I have this unspoken arrangement where he doesn't get to draw my blood, and in exchange, I promise him that I'll never die under any circumstances. I used to fear death, but then I got really depressed and uh, now it doesn't seem so bad. So Uh, so, um, baseball. Anybody like baseball in the room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is anybody familiar with this, this thing uh, in baseball? They call, it a, um, they call it America's pastime, right? But to me, baseball is not America's pastime. It's a complete waste of time. Like, for example, um, for example, uh, does anybody know what a perfect game is? All right. Well, it's OK, so for everyone else, the normal people in the audience, I'll explain it. A perfect game is when the pitcher pitches in such a way that nobody gets a home run, nobody gets on base. Maybe some other shit too, but that's all I need. But to me, to my mind, right, so I studied algebra in middle school, and to me, that doesn't sound like a perfect game, right? It sounds like a semi-perfect game. And for a baseball game to be a truly perfect game, I think both pitchers would need to pitch that way. But if both pitchers pitched a perfect game, nobody would ever score. And if nobody ever scores, the game would never end. So. Baseball's ideal state is unending nothingness. (laughs) Which sounds to me like a perfect waste of time. And if a perfect baseball game is a perfect waste of time, baseball is a waste of time. That's why we took algebra. Okay, I'll leave you with this. People think the most important thing in life is to be liked. But they're not right. They're wrong. Okay, the most important thing in life is not to be liked. It's much more important to be retweeted. Thank you. My name is Mikhail.
2: Everybody,
6: give it up for Mikhail. Give it up for Mikhail's family for coming, too. I appreciate that. I assume that's your family. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd have to do. <laughs> All right, Um, so your next comic, unfortunately, I don't think I've had the pleasure to meet him, but I'm excited to today, Josh Holub. Oh, I think he left earlier, too. All right, his problem. Next comic I actually have met, and I can guarantee he's pretty goddamn funny. Kaiser Lieb, everybody. (laughs) Hello.
8: Oh come in That's not for Keith, that's for Pam. Oh, dropping a hondo. <laughs> Can you guys hear what I say? Okay, good. That's all I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go in a lot of commentary. That was. That's. There's a definition for words. They matter, but fuck it. Um, what, I, what did you want to be when you grow up? That's You're supposed to. It's a participation thing. I'm sorry. A vet. You want to be. You wanted to be a vet. Yeah. A veteran or a Veterinarian. Veterinarian. That's a way better thing. I mean, I shouldn't say that's. God, I can't. They're gonna kick me out of America now because I said. Um, anyway, that's a cool thing. That's that's a cool like aspirational. Did you? No, I just. Didn't know. That's totally. That's totally fine. You you sir. Uh, I want to be a marine biologist. You wanted to be a marine bi. You guys are really into animals. Yeah. I professional professionally.
9: <laughs>
8: right. Sergio's over here laughing because he's also really into animals.
9: <laughs>
8: professionally. <laughs> What about you? You're still not grown up yet. You don't... You're see, you still at the point of what do you want to be hypothetically later. And the answer would be... A music producer. That's actually... This is not actually a bad place to hang out for that. They got competent sound engineering stuff. Don't pay attention to the comedians because none of us are very funny. Except for Mikhail. Uh, But you could go look at the... They've got like clicky computer stuff and things that make the sound, I'm sure. I... uh, I wanted to be an airplane pilot, um, but not because I knew what an airplane pilot was. Uh, I was very confused, I was, I was small, uh, and they wear the same hat, they have that hat that is the same as the Marine Corps hat. I didn't want the hat, the hat is stupid, but there were those Marine Corps recruitment ads on the television, now bear with me here no disrespect to veterans, but the coolest thing to me about the Marine Corps commercial was that sword that the dude had, you know, and he would do the drill with it, and it looked all cool, and I thought that the hat came with the sword, and that therefore airplane pilots had swords and used them as part of their jobs. Now, the realistic implication of this means that I labored under the mistaken impression that occasionally they would have to have sword fights like down the aisle to keep the passengers safe from presumably the denizens of other airplanes and like I don't know I don't know how you would get from the one plane onto the other plane but doesn't that sound way cooler than real life (laughs) marine biologist over here and they had okay so so I grew up a little bit you know Uh, The airplane was the thing that my dad would ride on to go to his job over and do oil and come back and one time we go to the airport to pick up dad and Instead we get this dude with a beard and Sunglasses and I'm like this is not correct Uh, And then later we took the dude home and he slept for 38 hours because he had just been in a Saudi prison Uh, That's not a joke. That's just a story of how dad started smoking again and developed a painkiller addiction very sad Uh, I'm so glad you laughed at that, whole shit. I don't know, this has been a discombobulating kinda, hasn't it? Uh, the, but then I got on an airplane. And I was inspired again, because they got that confident voice, you know. If you look out over the right wing of the country, you can see Mount Rainier. Right, isn't that who you wanna be? Like even though it's a boring job where you just babysit and drive? You notice how Barack Obama always talks exactly like an airplane pilot? You've never thought about this. Even today, you see him on television, you're like, Okay, now, folks. (laughs) If you look out over the right wing of the country, you'll see a bunch of legislators undoing all of my policies. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) Gabb. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out. Thank you for supporting live comedy. Thank you for supporting the Mikhail. I'm going to give it back to your host.
6: Thank you. That was great. I was cracking up back there. So what happened earlier was unfortunate, but I did just realize it did probably set us up to have the least sensitive room in San Francisco. (laughs) So if y'all got some dirty material, now's the time to break it out because you really don't know if it's going to work. All right, uh, your next guest, I also don't believe I have met before, Alex Woody. Uh, he's, he's coming. Coming, all right, then he will be up later. Now, unfortunately, I smoke a lot of weed. Hi, so, i don't know uh, Sergio. Sergio Navoan, ladies and gentlemen. My good
10: friend, Sergio
6: Navoan. <laughs> Hi,
10: you guys. <laughs> yes, my name is Sergio. <clears throat> Let's see if I remember what I was originally going to say. Um, I used to be a personal trainer for Crunch Fitness. Their slogan is no judgment. Oh, did you work with a trainer before? It'll come in handy later on. Um, (laughs) Their slogan is no judgment, which means we're not going to judge the unrealistic goals you've set for yourself. (laughs) Now, when you hire a personal trainer, you're basically paying someone to torture you and tell you what to do. Again, no judgment, if that's your thing. By all means. And by the time the workout session is over, you'll feel great, and you'll be glad you came. Now, personal trainers have a lot in common with escorts. They charge by the hour. They get paid cash. And much like when you train with your personal trainer, when the session is over, you'll be glad you came. (laughs) You'll feel great, and you'll be glad you came. (laughs) And then I lost everything else. Um, Now, if you're an escort and a personal trainer, sometimes it can be difficult to figure out if your client is about to orgasm or just struggling to do one more sit-up. If you close your eyes, they sound exactly the same. (laughs) I'll prove it to you guys, do me a favor. Just close your eyes and I'll tell you when to open them. Ready? (laughs) (sighs) Okay, open your eyes. Did I do a sit-up or did I orgasm? (laughs) See, you can't tell. Either way, the client ends up with a wet spot. Hi. Now, there is a difference between escorts and per- I mean, there is one difference. Personal trainers will take before and after photos. You should see my collection of male nudes. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I am happy to say I never slept with any of my clients, except that one time. Okay, I lost track after 15. Now, I never slept with any of my female clients because they're like family members, and you don't fuck family members. We're not in Utah. Now, when a client gets comfortable with you, they will share everything. So, guys, I have a tip for you. Just a tip. (laughs) Do not send women your dick pic. If that woman has a trainer, that trainer has seen your dick. How do you think I got started on my collection of male nudes? through female clients now my favorite clients were brides-to-be so focused on their goal fuck as many guys as possible right before they say I do my second favorite clients gay men they walk into the session in shape (laughs) I'm just there to help them access those deep core muscles I always have to go deep when I work with gay men they can handle it My least favorite clients, size queens. Size queens are individuals who only date well-endowed men. I am not a fan of size queens, but I love their boyfriends. (laughs) Now, nutrition was my specialty, so if you're looking to lose weight, I'll share a tip with you. This will be my last tip. And trust me when I tell you this method works. As soon as you're done eating, throw up. (laughs) It works. But it does not work on gay men, because they don't have a gag reflex. Now, if throwing up is not your thing, just take some laxatives. The goal here is to purge. Now, in order to be a successful personal trainer, you have to lead a healthy lifestyle, which is the complete opposite if you want to be a successful comedian. (laughs) To be a successful comedian, you have to smoke a lot of pot. I smoked pot for the first time two years ago, and I could not, I took two puffs, and I could not carry on a conversation. For the record, I did not smoke pot today. This is just the way I normally speak. (laughs) Now, I don't need to do drugs. I'm generally a happy guy, but I do have a friend who is always happy, and she is always in a good mood. I don't get to see her often, but guess who'll be in town this weekend? Molly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they've done it they've, they know who Molly is <laughs> now I'll share a secret with you guys but it has to stay in this room I've had sex with audience members and some of them are here tonight they're back for an encore it was that good don't need to identify yourselves again let's keep this behind the, um, between us I am flattered when anyone wants to have sex with me well other than my uncle been there, done that. I'm kidding you guys, my uncle did not have sex with me. I orchestrated the entire thing. I mean, I was an adorable child. You wouldn't know it by looking at me now, but I was a really good looking kid. I was hot, like John Bennet hot. Now, I haven't seen my uncle in years, but he does call me collect once a month. That is it for me you guys, my name is Sergio. <laughs>
6: So, fortunately, I am not the man that Sergio has had sex with. I'm still working on that. Your next guest, however, I would have sex with. Max McCannan for everybody. All right, never mind, Max is great. Oh, again. All right, your next guest then, very funny, I performed with him at Suge's before, cracks me up every time. My man, Toothbrush.
9: all right what's up my ninjas All sure good cool so i didn't know what was going on when i walked in i had to use the bathroom for a little quickie and i walked out so having said that not knowing what's going on that's all good how you guys doing today all sure good it's friday Relax. Um, I just got married. Oh, that's good. Quiet. Oh, shit, all the haters. <laughs> Hating me, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I just got married, uh, cause I got a DUI. I love my wife, man. Um, I finally got my rights. It's a great thing she said um she starts saying leave me alone because i need my own space i gotta go i'm like baby where you going she's like i'm going to work because your ass ain't got the job i'm like what are you going to work let me roll with you you guys got a nice gym free food all day you know, might as well, we'll just move into your office. We're saving the money that way. You know, let's pick up the cat leaders and stuff. Leave the cat, and pick up the cat leaders and let's go. Because I hate the cats. <laughs> I really do. We got too many cats at the house. That's besides the story. I'm writing about it right now, so it's undeveloped. Um. Um... I was born and raised in Japan, so, I mean, you hear my accent, uh, which probably you don't understand what the fuck I might say, which is really cool. I don't really give a fuck about it. So just pretend the shit is funny. <laughs> laugh at me or laugh at my joke. I don't really give a fuck up. at this point. I'm selling a DVD after the show. That's got the subtitles on it. So you would really know what the fuck I saying. Just help me to help you out. It's $10 pop. That's all I'm saying. Like, having said that, uh, that I'm from Japan. Uh, you know, y'all make fun of uh, like a Japanese language, but not like Asian language. I mean, which is just only one. Like, <laughs> to what you think, but like it. There are like too many like Asian languages out there, but like especially like a Japanese language, uh, we don't really distinguish distinguish between like L and R. So that sometimes like mislead the conversation. Uh, like for example, election and erection <laughs> sounds really the same to me. I can't hear the difference. I was talking to my friend about politics the other day, and I was like. Oh, I can't really believe that, Uh, you know, this orange motherfucker is just doing his shit like he don't really give a fuck about people. That's just not right, you know, separating family and whatnot. I can't really believe that he got erected. <laughs> my boy be like, yeah, he needs a Viagra. Believe that shit. Oh my God. Cool. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Mm. um Um. I had to call out my friend the other day, my best friend, who I grew up with. I had to call him out that he was gay. He didn't believe it. He didn't buy that. So like, I ain't no gay. Look at me. Look at you. You're dressed like a girl. <laughs> look at you. But here was the problem. He got money. He's rich. He's rich. You know what the rich people do? They buy shit they don't need. So that, that's why he said, like, yeah, because I got the money. I ain't gay, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but just the only thing, man, that way he eats ice cream on a rainy day, there's something about it. He ain't even talking, he just looked at me as just eating ice cream like a sucking a dick. I'm figuring out. No. Alright, anyway, I got the light gel.
6: Thank you. Give it up one more time for toothbrush. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Alex Woody is not missing. He has arrived and he is on right motherfucking now. Alex Woody, everybody. Sorry guys,
11: little technical
12: difficulty here. How you guys doing? Anyone? Anyone alive? One person, huh? Um, just want to open up and say I'm against rape, but I'm not against uh, Harvey Weinstein getting raped in jail, okay? So, anyways, I, uh, it's been a hell of a day trying to get here. Uh, traffic's crazy. I thought Mutiny Radio was in Oakland.
1: Uh-huh.
12: So I thought I had a little bit more time, and then I didn't know parking was absolutely impossible around here. I'm walking around flipping off people, driving around rather, flipping off people and yelling. But uh, anyways, it's good to be here. We're up and rolling. Try to get this room back, it's a little dead air in here. I feel like I'm at my grandma's house post grandpa being dead, (laughs) you know? Jesus, guys. It's Friday night, you guys are still alive. I survived uh, Oxycontin addiction. Now I'm addicted to weed and masturbating, but I survived Oxycontin, okay? Kind of sound like I'm on Oxycontin right now. I'm a little nervous, but that's because I took about 250 milligrams of edibles on the bridge. There were so many cops on the bridge. They're looking for uh, you potheads out there in the car. I'm telling you, they are. DUI, MUI. Whatever you want to call it, I don't want to be sitting next to Bubba on a Friday night, cuz that means you could be sitting next to Bubba Saturday night, Sunday night, and if you don't have a lawyer, probably Monday night, you know? We're moving and and uh we're talking. I like this, guys. It's my first time being here. Yeah. Huh? Do I get a round, round of applause for that? Yeah. Yeah, happiness is a thing, guys. All right? It's all right to be happy. These are Stressful times, I get it. And you're going to let uh, one person bring you guys down? Come on. They let Trump bring people down. Fuck that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck about politics. We don't have a word in it anyway, so why are you letting it bother you? Yeah. Why are you letting it bother you? Seriously. I, I don't pay attention to Trump. I don't give a fuck if, what what words he uses because I ain't listening. And that's the most powerful thing you could do. You go march and shit. But by the end of the day, half of those people marching don't really give a shit. They're out there doing it because everyone else is doing it. And I'm sick of that shit. I really am. I didn't really mean to come in here and start uh, getting political, but it's really annoying being stuck on the bridge listening to NPC. MPC? M-P-C. <laughs> that is a podcast, but I, I was thinking of the-, the famous one. It Was a NBC? NBC. Jesus Christ, the edible's really starting to kick in, you know that? Are my pupils dilated? Do you guys know I'm high? No? Okay. Mom won't find out later. Um, I consider my wife my mom, okay? She got me out of uh, being addicted to oxy, right? I was thinking about that today. I'm looking at my vein, I'm like, I can't believe I used to put something in my vein. Not a way to start your Friday morning staring at your cock thinking about the past. You know what I mean? I should be staying focused, guy. No, I did use to shoot-up. Uh, Oxy, heroin, crack. I did them all. And I'm not proud of it. I stand up here and tell you guys because I survived it. God damn, I should be a, a public speaker or something, huh? <laughs> Maybe I can run a bunch of people with pink helmets down the street. I don't know. I think I could. Give me a... A stick and a whistle, right? I don't know. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm glad my time wasn't wasted coming here. You guys seem like very nice and quiet people. You know, it's very quiet around here. You know, are we keeping secrets around here? Does anyone have a secret they want to tell? No. Okay um i opened up to you guys about my drug addiction um what a waste of time i was thinking about that while i was wasting my time on the bridge um i would spend hours upon hours a week sitting in a parking lot waiting for duran you know and uh, i'd wait like three hours for duran and uh he'd show up and he would say uh Why the fuck are you late? I said, I'm late? Motherfucker, you're late. I've been waiting here three hours. But then I had to apologize and suck on his thumb. Not his penis. I'm not gay. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But my mom raised me Catholic, and there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. Plus, hell doesn't sound that nice. So we're rolling. I just got uh, religious, which is never a good thing, especially when you're talking at the dinner table, which I feel like I am. I feel like this is the time... They found marijuana in my sock drawer, and they said, where the fuck did you get this? I said, Mom, I got it from your fucking sock drawer five hours earlier. That was the most disgusting thing my mom could have done was not to be honest with me. I'm a young parent. I got a a five-and-a-half-year-old. I smoke marijuana. I do not do it in his face. At all. I don't want that motherfucker getting high and causing even more chaos. Can you imagine a little five year old high with the weed now? Guys, come on. It's not that 1970s weed, okay? This shit is powerful. Oh, wow. Wha- you might as well do heroin, okay? doesn't have the uh, addictive properties. I don't think uh, wax will make you uh, suck on a 66 year old's nipple for heroin, but uh, it'll get you going. We're moving, guy. We're lifted. Uh, I will make a donation, by the way, Pam. You didn't ask me what kind of donation. Yeah. Does it have to be money? No? Okay, I got a, I got a quick joke for you guys, and then I'm going to get out of here. Um, I heard this from someone that probably heard it, from someone that probably read it on the internet, but I loved it so much, I'm going to do it. There's an old man that goes to the doctor. He's concerned, all right? The doctor says, I need a semen sample. We need to count your semen. All right, all right. The old man's confused, but he goes on with uh, Larry Nazar's uh, plan, and he takes the cup back home. Now, a week goes by, and he shows up back at the doctor's office, Mr. Nazar, Mr. Nazar, I'm back. I got some bad news for you. Nothing. And the doctor's pissed. You couldn't give me one tiny little sperm in that little jar? Not at all? He's like, Well, I, I tried my right hand. That's my good hand. I tried my left hand. And then I got my wife involved. My wife tried her right hand. She tried her left hand, and she tried her thighs really hard. And yes, she doesn't really like to use her mouth, but she used her mouth. And by garnet, darn it, nothing, okay? So we went to the neighbor. You went to the neighbor, we went to the neighbor. The neighbor tried his right hand, his left hand. And the neighbor actually tried his feet. Wanted to try something different, see if that would work. And the doctor said, uh, Who else did you try? Oh, well, we tried the mailman, the busman, the muni man, the Bart man. Every man you could think of in the neighborhood, they tried. And the doctor said, The Bart man? The muni man? Yeah, I couldn't get the damn lid open. None of us could. And with that,
6: I am out. Extra three minutes of comedy there. Next time, let's crunch all that down to five. It's funny, though. I appreciate it. Your next guest, I met about five minutes ago. And by met, I mean I had to ask him what his name was, because his handwriting is really bad. But he seems like a great guy, and I can't wait to see him prove himself. Everybody welcome your next guest, Every time
2: I-
13: man. It's not my handwriting. I just got to pull my pants up and shit. My little brother stole my belt, man. Fuck that guy. Some bullshit, man. I've been without a belt for like a week. Some bullshit, man. I always feel like my pants about to fall down and everybody going to see my business. Uh, oh, Lord, man. Yo, man. So uh, Harvey Weinstein, the, la- the lady that went in all on him in the-, in the show, turns out she was doing the same shit. Oh, y'all didn't hear about that? Yeah, man. Turns out she was like the female R. Kelly. I wanna piss on you. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. My name is Weesum. It sounds like I'm a rapper. I'm trying to sell you a mixtape, but that's my actual name. My parents are Palestinian, which means nothing but rocks and hummus. That's all, that's all we got. That's all we get. It feels so sad in here. It feels like, a yeah, Prince of Michael Jackson. Just dead. And, and, and Elvis Presley, like, man, yo, that's like gotta be the worst way to go out, man. You taking the shit on the toilet, like, man, instead of the shit leaving, your heart just go out? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, you ain't nothing but a hound, dog. You're dead, homie. Man, let's see, man. I was a special ed, which was some bullshit, because I can count at least to seven, man. If you can count to seven, that shouldn't throw you in that motherfucker. That was some bullshit. And then the, the other part I had a problem with is they wanted to give me a fucking helmet. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? I got cerebral palsy. It's not way I'm making any interceptions today, man. I'm not a free safety. <laughs> I'm not time for that shit. And then and then the other part was, man, getting on that little bus with the people with the wheelchairs and shit. Uh no offense, man. Them motherfuckers take a <laughs> 30. (laughs) Them motherfuckers took about 45 minutes, man. The bus is for people like me who, you know, who are trying, man. At least I'm trying to walk. You got wheels already, bro. Like, come on, man. Save us some time here, man. Life is short. It's shorter than Vern Troyer. R.I.P. Vern Troyer, man, too. Everybody dying, man. What the fuck? Last week my homeboy got killed in all, all, all of the places, Castro Valley, what the fuck was that about? That was some bullshit, I seen him the day before. So sad, man, my life is fucked up, man. Times like this, I just wanna curl up, go to sleep and watch reruns of Mari. I hate Mari Povich, to, to be honest with you. That motherfucker, man, he makes so much money off dysfunction. So she slept with five guys and don't know who the father is, why is that shit entertaining? That shit is just sad. Then Jerry Springer. Like, dude, you couldn't tell you were fucking a tranny. I find that shit hard to believe. You know what I'm saying? The first thing I ever did when I came to San Francisco, the first girl I talked to, man, I started checking the neck. You know what I'm saying? We can't both have a- Adam's apples. It's not going to work. That's some bullshit, man. Oh, my God, man. San Francisco is, is, is a funny town, man. You know, to all the transvestites out there, if, you know, the whole tranny thing don't work, you can always go to the circus as a bearded lady. I guess that joke was in transition, nobody laughed. They're like, what the fuck, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh. I got family members. You ever, you ever been like family gatherings? You be like, oh, I hate this scumbag. I don't want to be nowhere near him. You know the one guy that thinks he's better than everybody, got his nose turned up like, man, it's relaxed, just take a shit, bro. I ain't got time for that bullshit. How you ladies doing today? They're like what the fuck man I ain't got Hey don't talk to us man We'll call the cops on you fuck. Sir sir there's, there's a black guy <laughs> Cold part is I ain't even black <laughs> Maybe not all the way I am Palestinian So there's probably parts <laughs> Asian people I love y'all I just don't like getting stuck behind y'all in traffic Which is cold cause I don't drive Motherfucker I can barely walk that's some bullshit. People come up to me, "Are you okay?" Like, no, bitch. It's just Tuesday night. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me get a burrito. Oh, uh, I remember some girl told me Jesus is with you, bitch. If Jesus was with me, he would have left me. He would have put me in the NBA, not doing stand-up comedy at fucking Muni Radio. No offense, Pam. I don't need any more beef with no Jews, man. But hey, listen. If Comedy Central told me, "Hey, we'll give you five million dollars and put this yarmulke on," I'm switching teams quick. My dad told me a long time ago. He was like, "Son, we are the Washington Generals of the world." What he meant by that is, yeah, we we don't win games. Anybody know what? Yeah, y'all seem like y'all know about the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, uh, those Jews in their Hollywood. Ooh, those motherfuckers. I like them too, man. I, I like, you know, matzo balls and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Potato latkes. I like all that. And Fran Drescher. You know, I watched The Nanny. I used to tell my mom, why are we watching this? She's bashing your ass and air fat. Like, what the fuck, man? She just roasted our people. You know what I'm saying? White people, I like y'all, but I don't like how y'all mistreat my hummus. Y'all like that shit now, but in five years, y'all gonna say y'all created that shit. I know how y'all do. I got my eye on y'all. That's how y'all did rock and roll. Y'all know that was Chuck Berry. Led Zeppelin. Led, what the fuck is a Led Zeppelin, man? What the hell is that? Is, is it my time, bro? Oh, I still got a minute, man. I'm not trying to win the light like other homeboy. He ran the light like five times. I'm like, man, fuck, I'm never going to get on. Please get me on, man. Oh, shit, something happened. Somebody hit a homer? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, man, I don't want nothing nothing happening, man, because when the cops show up, I'm leaving. I remember the cops, one time I seen, I was witness to a stabbing, and they asked me what happened, I said, bro, I got glaucoma. Hey, where I'm from, snitches get stitches. You know what I'm saying, uh uh-uh. I was like, dude, I can barely count. I don't know what you want from me. Nah, for seriously, one time I remember I was trying to get off a of Bart. You know, I was trying to slide. I wasn't trying to pay that debt. I was broke. I had $5 in my pocket. The cop is going to come up, hey, did you pay for that? I start doing this shit. (laughs) Hey, I got the walk to go for it, man. It's just sometimes when I open up my mouth, it fucks things up. Believe me. Check my relationship with the ladies. Oh, you're so handsome, but your mouth is dirty. Like, bitch, I can't help you. What you want me to do? I was raised by a Palestinian woman. I was ducking shoes my whole life. What's up, man? What's your name, bro? He's sitting there like, what the fuck, man? Don't ask me shit. I got shit for you. I like your glasses, sir. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, they're really nice. I wish I'll never have to wear glasses. I can barely walk. I hope I can see a little better. Alright, so that was my time, man. Thank you guys. <laughs>
6: so sad we got one more comic left y'all wanna see one more comic nah he ain't worth it sorry i'm gonna say it. i'm gonna watch him your next comic mike spiegelman actually has one of my favorite jokes it's such a good joke that i want to tell you what the punchline is but i can't so y'all gonna have to figure out which one of mike spiegelman's joke is my favorite jokes so give it up for your next guest mike
11: Fucking spiegelman that was the best introduction I've ever had in my entire life. I don't even want to perform anymore. Jesus Christ, dude, that was awesome. Look, I smoked, uh, I got really high outside with the garbage cans before I walked in here, so I don't remember any of my jokes. I was going to say, uh, all I know is that, let that family leave. Oh, there's after shows happening outside. Guy is always on. <clears throat> Why, who am I? Just the guy on stage? Let him. Let's 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 take a listen. All right, yeah, he's on the roll. Uh, I was going to bring my notes on because the feed's down, but the feed's up. So not only uh, do you get two shows right now. Don't worry about it. I'm just fucking around. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Listen, you know, it is what it is. Maybe he'll maybe he'll catch on. I mean. We're here to perform. That's the reason why I came all the way here from space. If he wants to talk over my set, that's just what it is. Maybe he'll realize. I don't think he will. Hi, my name is Mike Spiegelman. What's my what's my, your favorite joke? Oh, yeah. Well, I I'm actually hate that joke because it happened to me. This fucking city. Fuck this city. Well, I mean, I'm going have three shows. Hi, am I, all right. I got kicked out of a cat cafe here in San Francisco. I was like, why? And they said, well, because you have a dog, no dogs allowed. I said, but I love, I live in San Francisco, I have to have a dog. I have more than one dog. I said, well, I need all these dogs. This is my working dog, this is my helper dog, this is my assistant dog, this is my medical dog, this is my recreational dog, this is my therapy dog, this is a fire dog, this is a cop dog, they don't mix. It's a homeless dog I took from Hate Street that explains the rope around his neck. And this little codependent dog's unleashed that I have to have with me at all times. He needs me. Can I bribe you? I have a little dog in my merse. You guys can keep talking at this point. It's fine. It's all right. Are you here to perform? Are you here for the 8 o'clock show? you just here for right now? Cool. You guys friends? Was it? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I'm just talking. Uh, w- you what? You're just talking? To you. No, I'm talking to you. You were talking before and now you won't talk? Man, I am not good with crowd work. <laughs> hey, shut up outside! Shut up! Fucking anti Semite. Yeah. Hey, anyway, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I really wish it was a cure for writer's block. I mean, they could put a man on something. Something, something. No tag to that joke. You know, all these kids today are smoking Jules. Have you guys tried them? They're fun. They're really addictive. Very popular. I wish they had them. Back in my day, kids named Jules were like very unpopular, so that's nice to see. So anyway, then I went down the street. It's ran in the middle of my joke there. I, uh, <clears throat> my hometown had a rink, a seasonal rink. During the winter, it was an ice skating rink. And during the summer, it was a ankle-high wading pool. I felt very good on my toes. My favorite movie is Memento. Do you guys like movies? Have you heard of movies? Memento, have you seen that movie? It's a great movie. I'm going a tattoo inspired by the movie. It's in block Memento. Oh, you did think that? Do you need more stage time? No. You sure? All right. I'm gonna get a uh, tattoo inspired by the movie Memento. It's gonna be a block lettering. It's gonna say, see Memento. Such a good movie. Did I tell you in 2020 I'm gonna vote for Trump? Yeah. Tiffany Trump? The forgotten Trump? She's like the third uh, Will Smith kid.
13: <laughs> <laughs>
11: no, people haven't heard of LaToya. Another example would be, uh, the Osborns had another sibling who refused to be on the show. Something about getting a life. See? audience participation. Crowd work. Keep a diary with me. I Actually, uh, do you guys keep a weed diary? Every page, you get an eighth, you write down the name of it. Strand. Smell. Yeah, buy more weed. <laughs> taste. Review. How much you paid for it. And then when you finish the book, you're like, what was that? It's too busy smoking that Oh, okay. Good. Do you guys ever keep a weed journal? You don't. <laughs> I do. I like to keep the, I write every page, I write down the eighth, the name of it, strand, smell, initial head high, initial body high, concluding head high, concluding body high, taste, review, how much I paid for it. And then when I'm done with the diary, I'm like, I'd spend $4,000 on this, could have used it for rent. Guys, keep it easy. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Bye.
6: I am so happy that he did my favorite joke. Made my night. All right. So your next comic, I unfortunately. You know,
13: general, what the fuck? What? <laughs> you, when you said we, general, you were perplexed, man. You said, you're like,
6: what the hell is going on? I'm perplexed at what you just said like, man, hey, get some more weed. I heard you, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, i buy Zips. I'm a real stoner. But your next comic is also a real stoner and unfortunately is going to have to bunk Mike Spiegelman for my favorite comic of the night because I started comedy about two months ago and I pretty much have all my progress to thank her for because I do most of my mics in this damn room. So, everybody, please welcome your next comic. She runs this joint. She's amazing. Pam Benjamin.
2: Hey, listening audience. I'd like to apologize for earlier tonight. Uh, women can be real cunts, can't they? <laughs> I mean, am I right? No. Uh, yeah, this is all very difficult, and so yeah, I was bullied into making a choice, and I made it. So cool. So sadly we won't be booking my friend and and I'm that's fine and I'm whatever I listen to everybody and uh and now I should be funny so that it's not true what that one mean comedian said about me that I'm not funny because I promise you I am very funny uh I I'd like to drink you guys like to drink you like alcohol big fan any big fans of alcohol I'm a big fan uh I'm a responsible drunk, though. You see, I'm very responsible. I got a DUI, and so I decided I would just never drive again. That's how I'm totally going to drink. I'm not going to stop drinking. I just didn't. I stopped driving. Uh, It's the same way I decided to never have any children, because I love booze. It's like it's a responsible choice, you see, to not have babies. It's been really rough in the United States. Things are really scary right now with the, you know, the president and they might and he might have his little big his little fingers in the in the supreme court oh my god what if we get you know a really conservative guy in the supreme court and heaven forbid we roll back roe v wade america you don't want me having a baby i'm a 43 year old woman of childbearing age and i love drinking you don't want to force me to have a baby if you force me to have a baby, I'm going to need to buy some new tools so we can drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. See, I can't afford a babysitter, so I would just put the baby in the trunk. It's safe. It's safe. There's a sleeping bag in there. It keeps it warm. can breathe. It's going to survive. Uh, it's going to be terrible. I mean, it, it, this kid is going to turn four and it's still going to be wearing a leash, you know, because it wants to run into traffic. It's like, my mommy doesn't love me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like trying to get away. Uh, you know, when it turns seven, this uh, baby that America makes me have, uh, I'm going to have to go to this crazy, like, first grade parent teacher conference, right? And uh, the teacher sits me down and says, Oh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid. I didn't ever want the kid. Uh, at 12, it finally starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who is your dealer? I can take you to Burning Man. No no one goes to Burning Man. We could finally get to know each other. That would be fun. Uh, and then it turns 15 and it teaches me the cutest thing. Uh, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, uh, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes,
4: genius!
2: At 17, this baby America makes me have, uh, 17 years old. It finally dies, right? Uh, uh, speedball, you know, the heroin and, and uh, cocaine straight in the vein, and I'm like, 17 years. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. It's like the latest late-term abortion I could possibly have. It's, it's your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times not mine. Didn't want the baby. Let me have choice. Uh, Burning Man's coming up. Best time in San Francisco. There's parking. Uh, I don't have to, I, at my bar, there's no line. Love that. No line at the bar. Uh, see, Burning Man is really weird. I've been three times. I went in 2002, 2003, and 2007. And now, if I had $1,500, uh, I would go anywhere <laughs> not not to the desert again why would i do that that's so dumb i've already done that 3 times the people that go year after year i just don't understand i'm like w- you can't just do drugs in san francisco like you have to go out into the desert to do it and be dirty what i don't get it uh, you can actually if you're not going to burning man you can actually make burning man happen you can experience it right now here in San Francisco during, well any time of the year really. So what you do is you get two uh, hits of acid or uh, tabs of ecstasy and uh, you just go down into the street and the first person you find, you give them the drugs and you bring them back up to your house and then you sit really close and you watch the man burn on like, you know, the YouTube. And then you become best friends for about four hours and you never see each other again. (laughs) And you both live in the city and it's the same thing as Burning Man. A bunch of friends you'll never see again. Yay! Drugs are fun. Uh, hey, what do I want to leave you guys with? Where you guys, you guys weren't here the whole time. Where you? you didn't hear that whole beginning, that whole debacle. You missed the debacle. Yeah, it was. Oof. I am. I am. I am a shell. I am a shell of a woman now. I am shell shocked. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the funny thing is, they said that they'd never book me. None of those people ever book me anyway. So it just totally doesn't even matter. I'll never book you again. Well, you never booked me anyway. So like, it doesn't really matter that much in my world. I'll never come to your place again. Okay, that's fine. You never really came here anyway. So i don't know how the world works i guess i'm just a dummy uh i am not i, I swear I'm, I'm i'm not dumb though I, I do i do have um two master's degrees i have a mfa in poetry and the only you know it's, it wasn't a bad decision it was just a poor decision because i'm never going to make any money ever don't ever get an mfa in poetry at some point in that <laughs> right how do you make music i mean how do you make music how do you make money with the thing, I won't even tell that joke, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna do death metal poet just to run it, but fuck it, I'm not gonna run that old joke. I really think this was our show. Capital would bring Capital up. I'm excited that Capital Pilcrow is here and supporting, and he's going to be running a new open mic on Thursdays from 8 to 10, and he's figuring out the name as we speak. But it's, he's a joy and just a ray of sunshine. So I'll give it back to him to close down the show. Thank you for your help tonight. You were instrumental in picking up the pieces. Thank you.
6: giant thank yous like we shouldn't be thanking her for setting up this whole shindig for us that I'm at three days a week um, so that's it for your real comics I got one joke for you because I remembered it halfway through and we got five minutes left before we got a break so I'm going to do it because it's real short so this look the crappy shoes, the beanie the big ass hoodie this used to be the stoner look but now everybody in san Francisco's a stoner so this has to be the heroin look i've been asked three times this week if i do heroin two by a heroin addict once by my dad nope all right i think it's hilarious so if you got any jokes that have been falling flat lately or any new jokes that you want tips on, come on Monday. We got our joke workshop. It's a great place to just do a couple jokes and get some great feedback. It's helped me a lot. Thursdays, we're going to have my new mic. We're still figuring out a name. That's going to be from 8 to 10. And then, again, we got the uh, Happy Hour open mic every Friday from 6 to 8. So I hope to see you all next time. And thanks for being here. All right.
3: Are you tired?